Hey, this is TJ and I'm the lead pastor here at Revamp Church. Thanks for listening to our weekly sermon podcast. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you and helps you experience life change through Jesus. For more sermons like this, resources or opportunities to get connected, visit us at Revamp Church PTA on Facebook or Instagram. Good day, church. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made. And we are grateful to God for this day. I'd like to, th- I'd like to take this opportunity to thank uh, Bishop T.J. Manyaka. Uh, to also extend my thanks to the leadership of the church. And to also thank the members of Revam Church. It is a privilege and an honor to share the word with you. And I'm grateful to God for this opportunity. It is critical in these times that we're living in to understand that perception is everything. How you view things is everything. Uh, Your perspective in terms of what life brings it's everything perception can build you and perception can kill you and it is up to us to build a relationship with the word of God so that our perception of life can be filtered through the parameters or through the the tunnel that the word presents and that our perception can be cleared or cleaned or rather modified through the word of God. We cannot depend on our understanding regarding what life has to give because we run the risk of believing a facade instead of believing what the word present as true so as we close the series of the essence of a winner We understand that we are living in a generation where we are faced with unemployment, we are faced with gender-based violence, we are faced with corporate violence, we are faced with industrial violence, we are faced with, you know, slavery in other forms of the world, we are faced with You know, the abduction of women and children. And if you don't have a foundation that aligns your perspective about life, you might not survive. The reading of our scripture is in the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 25. The Bible says... 
it is with the mind that we serve the Lord. Let me just let me just confirm this. Yes, it says that it is with the mind that we serve the Lord. It gives you an understanding that the mind it is a determining factor of whether you're going to win the fight of life or you're going to be a victim to the circumstances of life. And it is not the it is not the heart that needs to be fortified, that needs to be strengthened. But it is the mind that needs to be fortified, that needs to be strengthened. It is pillars of strength that needs to be built in the mind. So that when you are faced with obstacles and challenges, the pillars are standing, keeping the house from falling. Because if the pillars of your mind, they are not built by the material that can withstand the storms of life, then your entire belief system, your entire value system, your entire culture, your entire uh, program that you drive your life with, it is going to collapse because of the material that you have used to build up your mind. Everything depends on what we see with our eyes. Visual perception. And our visual perception can be very deceiving. You can see an opportunity with your eyes and realize that if you capitalize on this opportunity, you might profitably benefit. But the Bible says we live in evil times. So if your perception it is not guided by the word of God, then you run the risk of of being deceived, of seeing a facade as an opportunity. Then you invest your time, you invest your resources into a thing that was, that, that was just a smoke and it was never real. So, we, we are not of our own. The Bible says we are bought with a price. I, I, I always give this example when I talk to my friends. It's in the book of Jeremiah 33, verse 3. The Bible says, Call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and hidden things that you do not know, but you ought to know. What you see and what is real are two different things. What the enemy sells to you and what God is saying, they might be true in terms of description, but the outcome is not the same. The enemy can promise you wealth and riches, but there is a price to pay for those wealth and riches. 
But God says, God promises you blessings. But the outcome, it says, they, and he adds no sorrow to it. Is you having a scriptural visual um, or a scriptural sight in terms of your life gives you a perspective that you can be able to discern where the traps are, where the snares are, what is real and what is false. And the Word of God is able to filter and to remove everything that is an obstruction to what is real. So, when the Bible says it is with the mind that we serve the Lord, it simply means that whatever is going to be your, your, your uplifting and whatever is going to be your downfall is going to determine, is going to be determined by what you invest in your mind. Opportunities are given to us on a daily basis. We are given 24 hours in a day, given the same, you know, chances, given the same time frame, given the same minutes. But we are not utilizing those resources the same way. Some of us, we are not even utilizing them at all. So we are dormant and we are not moving anywhere. When you have a vision and a mission for a mission for your life, and you have a strategy to bring that mission and vision into fruition, having a strategy alone, it is not enough. But one needs to determine that it needs to needs to needs to establish the determination and the resolve to bring that dream into reality. You cannot amount to anything in life if you do not put in the work. Discipline is hard, but what is even harder is doing the is is being disciplined in doing the hard work every day. The discipline, the consistency of being disciplined, it is the hardest thing to do. And that's why the rewards of discipline, they cannot be achieved by anyone. Because you need to, you need to be determined. You need to have some sort of a resolve in terms of, in terms of ascertaining yourself and saying that this is the vision that I have about my life. This is the mission that I have about my life. This is the strategy that I have in place. Do I have the resolve, the discipline, and the diligence to carry it out? Discipline and diligence is everything. The other important factor is execution, not procrastinating to execute. Every time we waste time to act, the opportunity fades away. Somebody somewhere has received the same revelation that you have received. And the determining factor for the success of either one of you will be determined by your ability to act timelessly. You cannot afford to be sluggish in your thinking. You cannot afford to be lazy in your thinking. The Bible says, do not be lazy to do what is beneficial. Every time you are presented with the opportunity to do something that, that is beneficial, the enemy always targets your mental and your psychological strength. He gives you reasons why you cannot do one, two, three. He will bring your past. He will bring your past failures. He will bring your past relationships. He will, 
everything that is toxic to make sure that he numbs your ability to be creative. He numbs your ability um, to, to act. He, he numbs your ability you know, to, to put things in order so that you, know, you can act. So it is our daily struggle to resist the enemy. The enemy is not going to be resisted today and he gives you a break tomorrow. It is a daily mental struggle. And you have to create the mental capacity to resist the devil. Happiness in life is a choice. Success in life is a choice. To, 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 to have blessings that are enduring in life is a choice. God blesses you. But how far the blessing goes depends on you. Are you or are you willing to work out through the blessing? Because now, a blessing doesn't say you are blessed and you are going to sit still and do nothing. A blessing presents an opportunity for you to work out so that the blessing can be self-sustaining. When you have a blessing, the work becomes, you know, you don't struggle as a normal as a normal and as a normal person will struggle but in your struggle there's fruit there's, there's fruitfulness in your struggle there's results in your struggle there's progress you see where you're going because of your commitment and your activity it is endorsed by by the blessing of God now coming back to the scripture that says it is with the mind that we serve the Lord it also shows you that if it is with the mind that we serve the Lord. That means it is also with the mind that you build your house. It is also with the mind that you build your church. It is also with your mind that you build your career. It is also with your mind and the determination in your mind that you raise your children. It is also with your mind that you determine um, the kind of pillars that are holding together your life. It is with your mind. Everything is with the mind. Everything is what you profess into. And remember, what you think is what you are going to is what you're going to declare. The Bible says, by their own words, they are they are established, and by their own words, they are condemned. If you don't establish yourself in your mind, there is nothing fruitful that is going to come out of your mouth. You will never see a blessing in pain. You will never see a blessing in struggle. You will never see a blessing in anything. Because everything to you is a curse. Everything to you is a struggle. Anything to you is meant to bring you down. You don't see and you don't discern the purpose of God in everything that is happening in your life. I made a choice a couple of years ago that I'm going to believe God in spite of what happens to me. I'm going to believe God whether he answers or he doesn't answer. I'm going to believe God whether things are right for me or they're not right for me. I'm going to believe God whether I made a promise to somebody because I believe God that it was coming is just going to happen. And if it didn't happen, I was still going to believe God. I'm going to believe God whether I have a house or I don't have a house. I'm going to believe God whether I walk or I drive. I'm going to believe God whether I have food or I don't have food. Because I have realized that if I don't believe God, what else do I have? I have nothing else but belief. 
And ever since I have believed God, it has given me the greatest relief of life. I have found the greatest joy of life. Believe in God. Believe in God. How do you believe God? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and by hearing what the word of God. How do you believe somebody you don't have information about? How do you get a new perspective of life you don't have information about? The one who gives you perspective about, about life. How do you start over if you don't have a relationship about somebody who is the beginning? How are, you, how are you going to be confident about the end of your life if you don't have a relationship about somebody who knows what the, what the end looks like? How are you going to have confidence when you are being attacked, when you don't know that he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies? How are you going to have confidence when your enemies have risen against you or they have gathered to bring you down? When you don't know that he rises in their midst and, is, and, is, and scatters them in seven ways. How do you know that as a young person you can be blessed when you don't know that Jesus Christ blesses the young? How can you be so sure of yourself that your life is going to be successful when you don't know or you haven't read or you haven't heard that I know the plans that I have for you, the plans not to harm you but to prosper you, to bring you about a future with hope. How do you not know if you are not studious? Paul says to Timothy, he says to Timothy, he says, Timothy, my son, be studious. Be studious so that you can be a, a profound steward of the word. David said, I have become wiser than my elders because I read, I invest in the health of my mind. I invest in ensuring that my perspective of life is broadened every day. I read, I invest in myself so that my perspective it is not lost. So, we need to believe God. We need to have hope in God. We need to know that our dependence is on God. Everything we hope for is in God. Everything we desire is in God. The Bible says there was a time where the disciples said to Jesus, they said, Rabbi, are you not tired? And Jesus said, Jesus says to them, He says, my father in heaven works. Hither too, I work. If God in heaven, it is not immune to working, what makes you think that you will be immune to working? God in heaven works. He is working consistently. Now, why do we think that we are immune from the work? We are not immune from the work. Jesus worked passionately because he knew that his Father in heaven is working. God is not sitting on the throne doing nothing. 
he's putting things in, in order. He's making sure that everything that he has promised to you, he has put programs and systems in place to make sure that everything he has promised, everything he has determined to come to pass, he brings it to pass. He is a working, active God. God is not passive, sitting still, doing nothing, hoping for things to work. God is a working God. What makes us think that we can sit and do nothing and things are going to work? Nothing works until you do. Nothing builds until you work. You can never build a house sitting still and folding your hand. You can never build a church doing nothing. You can never build your career not investing the right, not reading, not understanding the process, not understanding your operating systems. You can never build anything if you don't invest in sufficient time in understanding the process it takes to build a thing. You need information and information comes from reading. I said the other day that every day we are faced with an opportunity with an opportunity to give up. But giving up is an easy is an easy thing to do. It is very easy to give up. It is very easy to throw in the towel. It is very easy to let go. But every day you have to make the decision that I'm going to make the tough decision which is to stand and never give up which is to fight and never give up, which is to believe God in spite of circumstances. If God said, I know the plans I have for you, I have, I have determined and I have told everyone that have come into my life and I have told them that never settle for anything that God, that, that does not present what God has planned for you. If God says, I know the plans for you, the plans that I have for you. If God says that he, that, that, that he has not entered into the heart of man, that he has not heard, it has never been conceived. If it does not look like that, then it is not for you. It is not for you. It's settling. For less is settling for what God has not promised. What God has promised you requires you to have faith. What God has promised you requires you to have confidence in God. What God has promised you requires you to say, no matter what the obstacle, no matter what the pain is, God will bring it to pass. What God has promised you requires you to have a lion, requires you to have the determination and the aggression of a lion and say that no matter how, how tough it is, I will never eat grass. No matter how painful it is, I will never settle for grass. I will never settle for, 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 for anything that is meant for cows. I am meant to eat meat. I'm meant to eat red meat. I cannot eat anything that is outside of, of what God has created for my physiology. I cannot do that. Success is hard. Attaining success is hard. It requires you to face challenges. It requires you to, to, to face unfavorable working, working environments, unfavorable circumstances, horrible bosses. It requires, it, 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 it requires you to go through to, to phases of life that are unfavorable to you but it's a part of a making process and you have to determine and you have to make up your mind that I'm going to stick it out I'm going to show up and I'm going to fight it through there is wisdom for every situation not every situation requires you to give an answer and not every and not every question requires 
you to invest your thought in it. When Jesus was questioned by the Pharisees, he didn't answer every question that they asked him. He knew what he wanted, what he was supposed to answer, and he knew when he was quiet. You do not, you are, you are not obliged to answer everything. Wisdom is everything. Ask God for wisdom regarding your life. Your mouth is a gateway to a lot of things. Learn to close your mouth, to close your mouth and open your mind. The only time you should be opening your mouth it is when you're declaring life into into your circumstances, when you're declaring life into your relationships, when you're declaring life into your career, when you're declaring life into uh, into into in, in, into into your marriage, when you're declaring life into your church, when you're declaring life into your family, when you're declaring life into your children, when you're declaring life in circumstances that seems to be dead. opportunity we thank God for this chance to make a difference in life the last part of this is that you need to be patient with yourself and patience with yourself means that you're going to be patient with the results Jesus didn't become a saver when he was born. The Bible says he was aware of himself from a young age. And the Bible says he grew in wisdom and he grew in stature. That means he worked. He worked out his life. He worked out in every, he worked out himself in every project he gave himself in every project that he ever did. He excelled in everything that he did. He didn't become Lord because of he came from heaven. Then he's going to be lazy and he's saying things will just come to me. He worked. He became an astute carpenter. He became wisdom that even elders sat around him and they listened to him. Our, our own Lord grew up investing in himself, investing in, 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 his, in, 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 in the development of his own mind. Because he understood that he was living in the flesh. And then no matter how powerful the spirit is, if your mind said it is not empowered, just the spirit cannot do anything to, for you. The spirit only delivers based on the information that your mind has, 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 been, has been able to, to, to grasp. The spirit cannot deliver beyond what, you see, what your mind can grasp. Just the spirit will always deliver based on the information that your mind has been able to receive. If you know that... My God can do exceedingly abundantly above what you can think or imagine that you can you need to read the word of God more and find out what is it that is above and beyond. So that when you when you face God and you say, My God is able to do one, two, three, my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. My God fights for me and I shall keep my peace. Those who know their God, they shall do great exploits. When you declare those things, now they begin 
they begin to formulate in the spirit world, then they begin to materialize because of you are declaring things with wisdom and with understanding, and because you have also you have also empowered your mind, you have also empowered your heart, that when you speak them, the very spirit that was in the word, you are speaking it out into the atmosphere. The word of God has no power without the spirit of God. The minute you read the word of God, you are also empowering yourself with the spirit of God. When you speak it out, the spirit of God is, is, is mixed with the word of God. Everything is bound to come back to life. That's why I, that's why I say, I've said this and I'm saying it again. I can never be poor. Ever be poor. I can never suffer sickness. Because the Bible says, by his stripes I've been made whole. And there's another part in the scripture that says, the enchantment for my peace was found upon him. Jesus Christ was beaten so that I can have peace. So there's no way that sickness will enter my body and I will suffer sickness because of everything that required for me to be successful in life. Jesus suffered for it. So I can never subject myself to anything that is contrary to what the word of God promises. But if, even if I get sick today, it does not change who God is. Even if I die, God forbid I die of cancer today, it does, it, does, it does not change or forfeit who God is in my life. He is God whether I'm sick or whether I'm whole. He is God whether I'm making it in life or I'm poor. He is God whether my children are good or they're bad. He is God whether things are falling apart in my life or they're looking good. He is God in everything. He is God in the beginning. He is God right now and He's going to be God forevermore. So I'd like to thank you, saints, and keep on lifting up your heads. Keep on believing God. Know that God is there for you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is a friend that is closer than a brother. He is there for you. He will deliver on his promises. He will never fail you. He will never abandon you. He is there for you. Just know that he covers you. He protects you. He leads and he guides you into all truth. There's no, there will never be a time in your life where God will forsake you. Even with everything that is happening in the world right now. Just know that God has your back. God has you covered. And you are blessed. Shalom. Say